Hey, I'm your host, Sarah Sennett. I'm a master's qualified digital marketer. Together, we're going to up-level your marketing game. My aim for the Marketing Mindset Club is to give you clarity on how to create and communicate value. Learn the latest marketing techniques, build your skill set, and develop the confidence you need to get the results you want. Hello folks, welcome back to the Marketing Mindset Club. Thanks for sticking with me while there's been a bit of a hiatus, uh, family, life, work, lockdown, all sorts of things have happened, um, but I'm back and ready to go for 2021. And here in the UK, we are in lockdown 3.0 right now and desperately keeping everything crossed that this is the last time. And by the time we emerge, we will all be on the road to recovery I mentioned work in my list of things that have happened, as well as the pressures and changing priorities of daily work. I am lucky enough to have a new role woo! Uh, that I'm starting shortly. So I am moving jobs to an exciting Shopify plus e-commerce agency called Swanky as the head of agency marketing, which I'm super excited about. It's going to be a whole new challenge for me. And I'm so glad to start 2021 with some really positive news. But I know that not everyone is starting the year in such a positive frame of mind and that lots of people are struggling for work or feeling stuck or not enjoying what they're doing. But as a positive optimist, I firmly believe that better things are coming. So while we're all trying to make the best of the situation we're faced with, I thought rather than pick up exactly where we left off in season two, I'd try and help you get a head start on the year. So we're going to discuss what the top thinkers and organisations are predicting for trends we'll see in 2021. And I'm going to do this in two sections. This episode is going to be at a strategic level and the next episode is going to be more about channels and tactics. But before we get into it, I just wanted to start with my favourite sentiment from any of the reports and interviews that I've read. And it's from Hootsuite's 2021 Social Trends Report. And it goes like this. To say any of us saw 2020 coming would be a lie. A global pandemic, economic collapse, unignorable calls for racial equality and an ongoing climate crisis all made for a tough, dark year. But where there is darkness, there is light. There is resiliency, innovation and creativity and there's always a path back to growth. And that optimism and positive outlook is a thing that I'm going to hang on to this year. So... Let's get going with the things you need to know so you can feel more positive and more in control of your marketing this year. I also wanted to preface this episode with some context, which I think is going to be crucial to how we market to our customers in 2021. Right now, there is, as you would expect, significant uncertainty about when we'll be allowed out of lockdown here in the UK, when vaccinations will be available, what life will look like when we're able to return to some sort of normality, whatever that is going to look like. So what I'm getting at here is that there is this heightened uncertainty and instability in the world, which means consumer behaviours are changing. And as marketers, we need to be increasingly mindful of that situation that our audience is in. It's going to be easier than ever to miss the mark in your advertising in 2021 by being tone deaf or refusing to acknowledge the situational influences faced by the audience, which brings me on to my first point. And that is that shifting customer behaviours means trust is paramount. And this is a common theme in many of the trend articles I've read. 
2021 is going to be another unpredictable year for consumer confidence, much as 2020 was, and customer behaviours are continuing to be affected by the really big things out there. Aside from the coronavirus pandemic, Gartner categorised them as political unrest, economic recession, diminished brand loyalty, climate change, the shift to online buying and racial tensions. And just because trust or lifetime customer value is at a certain level for your business right now, or you've managed to get through 2020 and you're still surviving, it's not a great indicator of how strong your customer loyalty might be in 12 months time and beyond. Now, one organisation that's provided some detail about how behaviours are likely to change is KPMG. And I've linked to the report from the show notes, which you can find on marketingmindset.club. They surveyed 75,000 consumers in 12 markets, and these are some of the findings. Two in five consumers are worried about their financial security in 2021. More than one third are prioritising savings over spending. 37% are working from home more and 60% plan to do so more in the future. One in five now want to stay home as much as possible. Confidence in public transportation has declined. Net spend is expected to be 20% less over the next six to 12 months versus pre-COVID. And close to half predict digital channels will be their main connection to brands, which I think is really important. And also value for money is ranked by 63% as the top purchase criteria. So you can see just from those points, this paints a picture of an unsettled, not very confident audience whose world has been thrown upside down, as you can imagine, as it has been for most of us. Deloitte covered trust in a bit more detail in their report. Earlier this year, they surveyed 3,000 customers and 4,500 employees in the US to better understand that link between trust and decision-making. Through multivariate analysis, they identified four signals, humanity, transparency, capability, and reliability, that measure trust, more importantly, influence future behaviour. So humanity and transparency reflect a brand's intentions, while capability and reliability demonstrate its competency in fulfilling those intentions. For marketers seeking to build and strengthen brand reputation, this can be translated into messaging and delivery. Brand messaging should maintain transparency in its intentions and reflect its humanity. At the same time, the delivery of its experiences and products needs to be consistently reliable and capable of doing what's promised. But quite rightly, they state that building trust requires a coordinated effort between a number of key functions, including product development, information security, talent, marketing strategy, among others. So the question that I asked is, as a marketer, how much control can you really have over building trust? Well, it's a bit rhetorical because it will depend on the organisation you're working in. And they gave this example. Forcepoint, a cybersecurity company, recently created a chief strategy and trust officer role. So obviously high on the priority for the organisation to have a C-suite role purely focused in that. And you can imagine as a marketer, you would have complete support for activities that would further strengthen that cause. In organisations such as WW, which is formerly Weight Watchers, the chief people officer is responsible for delivering on all parts of the employee experience. That person is going to be looking at trust from the other side of the organisation. But both cases represent a shift in mindset based on the acknowledgement that trust is an organisation-wide issue and requires executive level coordination. 
And that's because it's not just about customers, it's about employees as well. So my takeaway from that point is that you as a marketer cannot alone influence trust and build brand strength. It has to be a group effort to deliver on the promises that your brand is making. And that brings me on to a point about knowing your why. So the concept of purpose was also highlighted in the 2021 trend report by Deloitte. They stated that organisations that know why they exist and who they're built to serve are uniquely positioned to navigate unprecedented change. And I completely agree with this. The world has changed. And how do businesses that are reliant on predictable customer behaviours or events to make their money survive? Well, the only answer is adapt or don't. If you have a clear knowledge of why you exist and the people that you're trying to serve, this should be easier to do than an organisation that doesn't know those things. That's why we've seen businesses like BrewDog, whose customers couldn't make use of their bars due to lockdown, switch to making hand sanitizer, and most recently offering their locations as COVID vaccination hubs. They know who they are and they know why they exist. And if you read their manifesto, it says... Our philosophy has always been to shorten the distance as much as possible between ourselves and the people who enjoy our beers. We do things against the grain. We will do what we think is right and we really don't care what people think. If you're interested in the concept of why, then you'll undoubtedly know the name Simon Sinek. Now, I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek and if you've not read any of his work, then you really should. And I can highly recommend you start with the book called Start With Why. For those unfamiliar, it's the book that came out of his 2010 TED Talk, which propelled him towards the kind of profile that he occupies today. And the premise is this concept of the golden circle. So if you imagine three circles, one small, one medium, one large, and then lay them over the top of each other, that is the iconic diagram that springs to mind for anyone who knows his work. Now, the names of the circles, from the largest outer one to the smallest centre one, is what, how, and why. Now, Sinek says that many companies start with their what. They know what they do, and then they move on to the how, which is how they do it. But most neglect to even mention or understand why. More alarmingly, many of them don't even know why they do what they do. Now, in his book, Simon Sinek uses the example of Apple to show how important it is that why comes first. So, Imagine if Apple started backwards by creating a marketing message that started with what? It might sound something like this. We make great computers. They're user-friendly, beautifully designed and easy to use. Want to buy one? While these facts are true, I'm not sold. We want to know why they are great and user-friendly. And it turns out Apple has figured this out over the years and knows better. So here's what a real marketing message from Apple might look like. With everything we do, we aim to challenge the status quo. We aim to think differently. Our products are user-friendly, beautifully designed and easy to use. We just happen to make great computers. Want to buy one? And you can see the difference there. You can see how engaging and how powerful the second message is compared to the second one. So if you're working in an organisation that doesn't have a clear why, then it's not the end of the world. But you don't have to be in this rudderless no man's land. It is possible to retrofit a why and then redirect the business. And I don't mean you have to do a complete 180. You can totally do this with a slight course adjustment. And it might be that the business has a why. It just needs elevating in the hierarchy of priority and messaging. And again, this is something that as a marketer, you can't achieve on your own. But with some help from the C-suite and a 
unified focus within the business, you can definitely start to work with your why rather than your how and your what. Another common theme for 2021 is around digital transformation. 2020 saw many businesses take a dramatic leap in a new direction in the digital space as part of their response to the pandemic. One report I read said there were 85,000 new online stores launched or businesses joining online marketplaces in the UK last year. And a report by McKinsey said that in the US, they reckon they've jumped forward 10 years of growth in the e-commerce space in a year. So it's not surprising that given the force of the pandemic to change our lives, that many, many businesses have had to adapt. Now, Shopify wrote in their future of e-commerce report, lockdowns, travel bans and retail closures forced the consumer online and the world's largest retailers soon followed. In some cases, selling direct to consumer for the first time. But not all e-commerce newcomers had the infrastructure in place to deliver a world-class customer experience. And I think this is really interesting because Shopify itself makes it very easy to set up and launch a store and they have some great integrated partners in there. But I think as a marketer, you have to look at the customer experience from start to finish. And I'm going to talk more about that in a minute. As the world tries to find its new normal in 2021, there are some predictions that it could be a year of unsettled results, which isn't surprising. Growth is expected to be unpredictable and we're not expecting to see the massive boom that we saw in 2020. So I think 2021 will be the year where we see those businesses who moved into the digital first be separated by those who focused on their end-to-end -end customer experience and those who rode the wave of necessity based on customer demand. Which leads me on to talk about omni-channel and customer experience. So this is about bridging the gap between likes, follows, engagement with business outcomes like purchases, downloads, subscriptions or trial signups. So according to Hootsuite, 69% of respondents in their CMO survey agreed that social media helped them prepare for COVID-19's impact on business disruption by maintaining customer relationships on social. Boosting loyalty is also top of mind and just over 33% of marketing leaders cite retaining current customers as their key objective during the pandemic, more so than improving ROI or even customer acquisition. But their research did uncover that only 10% of marketers feel they have mature enough practices around integrating social data into enterprise systems like Adobe, Marketo or Salesforce. So the desire is out there to understand more about customers, which means more focused marketing efforts and more benefit to the consumers. But not many senior marketers feel their practices are particularly evolved. And I think this is a crucial issue to be talking about in 2021 because customer experience is going to become one of the top defining factors, if it isn't already, in consumer choice. And for myself, when I think of businesses that I want to deal with, I will almost always pay more for reliability and quality. And that's reflected in the stats that we're seeing around changing customer behaviour. Another report I looked at was um, from Gartner and they found that by 2023, 25% of organisations will amalgamate marketing, sales and customer experience into a single function. Now that is huge. You know, can you imagine your role as a marketer having customer experiences as one of the core areas that you're responsible for? 
I mean, it might sound daft because we want customers to engage with our brands and we want them to buy our products. And of course, customer experience has a lot to do with marketing, but to be directly responsible for it, I think that is something bigger than what we've dealt with before. In a 2021 Trends article for eConsultancy, Stefan Akron, CEO of Pagora, which is a fintech startup, and apologies if I butchered your name, said, whilst customer experience should be something that everyone in the organisation obsesses over, there are potentially calls for 2021 to see customer experience develop as a functional specialism within the business. This means thinking about and advocating for CX above all else, taking a business view of where barriers or obstacles to CX exist, and having the authority and advocacy power to overcome them, especially if they're caused by legacy issues like system integrations or ways of working. Now, I think this is a real opportunity for marketers in organisations that don't have an evolved focus on their CX to own this function. As I said, it's going to be very different from our kind of focus on CX that we've had in the past. Now, we marketers spend our days trying to understand our customers better and to make sure that we're meeting their needs effectively and efficiently. So if no one else is going to focus on CX, then we can and we're well placed to do that. But it's worth being aware that customer experience extends outside the digital realm. It involves everything from initial interactions online through customer experiences in-person interactions in a post-COVID world, product interactions, fulfilment, delivery, warranty, and future use of the product or future involvement in the relationship. So customers can have a negative experience at any point in the journey and it'll affect lifetime value, future purchasing potential, re-engagement, and all that good stuff. So how you as a business handle every touchpoint is going to contribute to the overall CX. And we know as marketers, it's much easier and cheaper and better for everyone to keep existing customers than to acquire new ones. So what does this all mean for you as a marketer? Well, first things first, it's easy to think that all bets are off for 2021, but I don't want you to think that it's completely hopeless and that there's nothing you can do. Because standing still and riding it out is not an option for a business that intends to survive. I will be incredibly surprised if we return to what we would consider normal. I think we are only going to go forwards as consumers and as marketers as a result of the pandemic. And sure, customer behaviours are changing, but I want you to revisit your marketing strategy and assess how this uncomfortable reality that we are in will impact your plans. Because... I would bet that nobody planned for this. This reality that we are living in, I bet, is not covered in any marketing plan ever. I think you should fully expect to reprioritize your plan or re-strategize completely. It doesn't mean putting your plan completely in the bin. I'm confident there will be things that you can do from a marketing perspective that will move the business towards its goals. But don't be afraid to say my original strategy is not going to work and Go in a different direction if it's not fit for the circumstances that 2021 is going to present to us. I would also expect that being responsive to other things that this year is going to throw at us is pretty inevitable. I would be very much surprised if what we plan in January and February this year is what we end up doing later in the year. I expect this year is going to have many twists and turns and we've got no choice but to be flexible and responsive to that. I think you also need to get really clear on your why if you're not already there. Knowing why you exist as a business will give you a clear guiding principle to pivot your marketing strategy around. It'll be so much easier to adapt effectively if you know why you exist. 
But you do have to make sure your whole organisation is on board with this. As I've said, it might only be a subtle messaging change that's needed, but marketing alone can't solve this problem. You will need C-suite buy-in to get the adoption that's needed to make this meaningful, especially if you're talking about changes in the fulfilment process or in customer services, or if it comes down to something like packaging or delivery terms, anything like that you will need buy-in to help solve. But that might be where your attention is best spent. If you're seeing that customers are getting really frustrated because their products are arriving and the packaging is ruined, then you've got an action you can take there that will massively impact your marketing success. Then I recommend looking at your customer journey from the very start, from that point of zero awareness of a prospect, right through to post-purchase and to the loyalty or advocacy cycle. This will not only show you where marketing can have a positive impact, it will show you where your tech stack needs improving to support that omni-channel customer experience. You need to be working towards that single customer view. And in the next episode, we'll be talking about why that is even more important. So stay tuned for the tactics and channels trends episode that's coming up after this one. To look at your customer journey, you can start with a user journey map. And I've linked to a resource that I particularly like for that in the show notes, which you can find at marketingmindset.club. So with everything I've covered in this episode, I just wanted to say that surviving and thriving in 2021 is going to take the strongest mindset and resolve yet. I've no doubt it's going to challenge us and stretch us, not just as marketers, but as humans, as siblings, spouses, partners, children. And I firmly believe that we have got to support each other in a way that we've not had to before. We've got to be more aware of our community and more aware of the people around us to help everyone through this horrendous time. So I just wanted to leave you with a sentiment from Deepak Chopra, who wrote this in a recent article. You can't help the cause of peace unless you are peaceful in yourself. And I just find so much calm and reassurance in that. I thought it might be useful for somebody out there. So I wish you a prosperous and peaceful 2021. I'm looking forward to all that we'll do together. And in the next episode, we'll be talking about trends in tactics and channels. So it's going to be much more about what you can do right now, about what's happening at the coalface in marketing in the digital world. It just leaves me to say thank you so much for coming back to the Marketing Mindset Club. Normal service will resume shortly. And I'm so glad you're still here and that you tuned in for this episode. If you haven't yet subscribed or left a review, please consider doing so if you've got value from this episode or any of the ones in the, the previous series. It really helps me out in my goal to grow this club and to support marketers all over the world. If you've got any thoughts, comments or questions, head over to the Instagram at Marketing Mindset Club and I'll see you next time.